What's up, guys? Welcome back to Driving Down With You with Chelsea. It's me, Chelsea. I, uh, it's been forever since I last recorded an episode, and that's my fault, obviously, right? Um, I went on a cruise a couple weeks ago, which was so fun, by the way. The first cruise post-pandemic. It was my first cruise, actually, um, in 688 days, I think. I did a countdown, but now I forget, because, like, the clock restarted. But, uh... It felt so good to be back on a ship and in the Caribbean again, and I am counting down the days until my next cruise. Um, but yeah, so that's why I missed a couple weeks ago, and then last week, I mean, life just catches up. I was so busy catching up from my week off with work that I just wasn't able to sit down and record an episode. But besides all that... I'm back. I'm sitting down recording the episode. It's week six of the NFL season. I feel like time is like flying by already. Like there's already MVP front runners. There's rookie of the year talks. There's Heisman talks for college. Um, which speaking of college, real quick, I mean I don't know if you know or not. You should know. I'm an Alabama fan. I explained why in uh, week one or episode one. So. If you just want to find out why I'm an Alabama fan, this little plug, just go back and listen from the start. It's not that many episodes, I promise. And that episode is not that long. Um, But anyways, as most of the world knows, Alabama lost to an unranked team, the Texas A&M Aggie football team down in College Station. And man, was that heartbreaking. I was texting my sister throughout the game. And it's funny, usually my sister... She texts me, like, if if Alabama don't score first and the other team scores first, she'll text me, we lost. It could be, like, five minutes into the game. She'd be like, all right, we're losing this game. Um, it's just such a funny standard that people in, like, Tuscaloosa have and um, just fans of Alabama, how much we expect from the football team. But that football team Saturday night that traveled to College Station, um, that sucked. Kudos to... Uh, the Aggies for beating the number one team in the in the country, um, and just a side note, just because like I I love stuff like this, but the Seth Small, the kicker for Texas A and M, there has been a video that's been circulating around the internet um, of his the family and his wife uh, sitting in the stands. Someone recorded their their reaction for the game winning kick, and it was just so like heartwarming to see that video like his wife and his mom like break down his dad so excited like that he just scored the game winning kick to beat Alabama and Nick Saban he actually sealed the game and gave his coach Jimbo Fisher um he Jimbo Fisher was the first coach ever who's like a former assistant to Nick Saban to beat Nick Saban, like, head-to-head, um, so that was pretty cool, I mean, it sucked as an Alabama fan to see that streak die, but, I mean, whatever, we play, I think we play Mississippi this weekend, could be wrong, I'm about to look it up, Alabama football, yeah, Mississippi State, and then, after Mississippi State, because we play away this weekend, we're home for the next four games, which are big games. We have Tennessee, LSU, Arkansas, I think New Mexico. Uh, don't quote me on those last two games. 
But Tennessee and LSU are big games, right? Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, just uh, hopefully we get back in the win column. I mean, the good news is we only dropped a number five in ranking, which is a lot better than where I expected us to drop. I don't know how far I expected us to drop, but I didn't figure we'd be in the top five. Um, but, anyways, hopefully we just move right back up. Hopefully Georgia loses a game or two, you know. You never know what's going to happen in these next few weeks. Um, but that's enough of college talk. It's not even, I was going to say it's enough of my college rant, but it wasn't really a rant. It was just a, talking about Alabama. Um, but yeah, okay, so five minutes in, right? Um, my voice is still like hoarse, and I feel like last time you guys heard me, my voice was hoarse because I went to the Chiefs game the weekend before. Well, I went to the Ravens and Colts game this past Monday night, and I was like, I was screaming my ass off because I was so pissed off for the first like three quarters, and then I was like, I got hype in fourth quarter and overtime because the team is coming back and winning, and I screamed even louder, which I didn't think was possible. Um, so I'm still trying to catch up my voice. I feel like it's just gonna be an ongoing thing, especially because the Ravens play at home for the entire month of October, and I have season tickets, so this is just your fair warning for the next however many episodes. Speaking of the uh, game Monday night, I guess we can just, like, jump right into week six, right? Oh shit. I always forget to turn the sound off on my MacBook before freaking uh, recording. But, um, but, yeah, so Monday night, that game was so epic. I really was truly not expecting us to come back um I was like it's like the middle of third quarter the stands are emptying out people are leaving they're so frustrated like everyone has work Tuesday morning and why stay up if we're just getting dominated both offensively and defensively I mean the Ravens fucking made Carson Wentz look like an MVP which some may say he was years ago like an MVP front runner but he's not in the MVP talks now in week six in the NFL of the 2021 NFL season. Um, so yeah, we just, the Ravens defense, I mean, I said it before, we were projected to be so good. Granted, injuries hurt us with LJ4 being out, Marcus Peters. I mean, guys that we, like Derek Wolf is still out. Like, we just truly miss all these guys. But we also need to fucking tackle. Like, we've missed so many tackles in the past five games. Like, it's insane. Um, and we're definitely going to fucking need to know how to tackle come Sunday when we play the Los Angeles Chargers because they are a very good offensively and defensively good team, and we cannot let Justin Herbert be Justin Herbert and make his connections with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and then Elker at running back. Like, we have to stop these guys. And I just don't know if we can do it. If we can tackle, we can for sure dominate them. Um, but it's it's just going to be tough if we just continue to miss tackles and let them break runs. I mean, we fucking let Jonathan Taylor get a 79-yard touchdown reception in the first three minutes last week, uh, Monday night. Insane. We can't let anyone on that. Chargers offense be that dominant and break free and let them score that early especially that early on um so yeah we just need to tackle better 
speaking of a Monday night's game, though, um, Lamar Jackson was named Offensive Player of the Week for the AFC this week, which makes it his eighth time winning that or being nominated for that since he was uh, a starter in the league in 2019. So that's pretty cool. Um, he set a franchise record for the Ravens. He had the most passing yards in the game um, since Vinny Testaverde's record in 96, I think, or 96 or 98. Um, but yeah, he threw for 442 yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions. He's the first player in NFL history, actually, with the 400 over 400 passing yards and at least an 85% completion percentage in a game. So for all you Lamar Jackson haters out there saying you can't throw, um, find a new fucking story. Because I don't know what to tell you. I mean, the guy proved that he can play from behind. He was down 19 points. And he came back to win it. And he can throw. He can obviously throw. I don't know why that's still an argument. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, and even last year and the year before, like... Our receivers couldn't catch. And, you know, two weeks ago, uh, what, when we played in Detroit, um, it was still a question. People were hating on Hollywood because he missed three touchdown passes. He just dropped them. Um, so, yeah, that whole narrative of he can't throw, he can't play from behind, like, shut the fuck up. Um, anyways, let's move on because I think you guys have guys have heard enough about me ranting about the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, the MVP frontrunner. No, I don't know if he's frontrunner, but he's definitely in the talks, which he should be. Um, but one of probably the biggest stories so far, at least the biggest story this week, um, John Gruden, the head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders, I should say former, uh, he resigned Monday night. During the game, um, he had, like, racist and homophobic and sexist emails uh, leak that he said from around 11 years ago. It was actually over a time frame, but I think it dated back to as far as 11 years ago. So, he officially resigned um, Rich Bisaya. I'm so bad at pronouncing names. You guys know this. Uh, He's the special teams coordinator and assistant head coach for the Raiders. He's the new interim head coach. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. I think he'll do better. I think, I I actually had the Raiders losing this weekend, um, like week six, which I'll talk about later, but I think because there's so much press around the, the Raiders right now that they might actually, like, come out and win it. Or, the complete opposite, all that press is gonna get into everyone's head and they're not gonna perform as well, so, who knows. But, with that, the Buccaneers announced that he was removed from their ring of honor just following all the emails. It actually kind of sucks. So, let me say this. It doesn't suck that he was resigned. Like, I fool, he should have been, like, fired. But it sucks that he was able to coach Sunday and then resign. Like, he should have been fired once the f- first set of emails were leaked. I mean, you just, you just don't do that. And... And I, they were trying to cover their ass, I guess, and let him coach. And then once more shit got leaked, he's like, all right, I've had enough. Like, the Raiders should have fired him b- 
before Sunday. Like, as soon as the emails were originally, he shouldn't have been able to coach. He shouldn't have been able to travel to Chicago and coach his team, which they lost. They didn't even travel to Chicago. They just stayed home. But still, you get the point. He shouldn't have been allowed to coach Sunday. And he should have been fired once the first set of emails came out. Um, but yeah, just moving on. Uh, Tua, he has been on IR for the last three weeks. He got activated to return. He returned to practice today, Wednesday. Um, he had broken ribs, or I'm pretty sure it was broken ribs. I mean, said fracture ribs, but I don't even know if that's a thing. Um, either way, something's wrong with his ribs, so he was on IR. But he returned to practice on Wednesday. Um, it's still up in the air if he plays this weekend. The Dolphins travel to London to play the Jaguars on Sunday, Sunday morning, which they'll probably fly out either on Thursday or Friday. And whether whether Tua makes the trip or not, I guess we'll, I guess we'll find out in 24 hours if he's playing or not. Um, speaking of like injuries. I don't know what is in the air in week five. Something, I don't know if the NFL gods cursed week five or what, but so many injuries happened. And the biggest one was Thursday night. Not only did both quarterbacks get injured, they both injured their fingers. Uh, Matt Stafford continued to play, but Russell Wilson, he's going to be out for at least four games. He had uh, surgery on his middle finger, it was fractured and dislocated, so he's going to be out for at least four weeks, depending how fast he can recover, um, so Geno Smith, he is going under center, and he will be taking snaps for at least the next four weeks, it just sucks, because Russell Wilson's such a talented athlete and quarterback, and he's had 149 straight starts since he came into the league over nine years ago, nine seasons ago. Uh, he hasn't even missed practice, so this definitely sucks. It ruins a streak. I think the only one higher than that is Peyton Manning. I think he had, like, 208 starts, but Russell Wilson's the only active quarterback with that many consecutive starts in the league. I'm excited to see Geno Smith play, though. I was actually really hoping for a Geno Smith comeback story. Like, he, the first drive he went in after Russell was out, he went, like, I think 7-for-7 seven seven and drove it downfield for a touchdown. And I was like, hell yeah, this is awesome. Like, backup quarterback. You haven't seen Geno in years. Uh, so I was super excited. And then the following drive, he he didn't do bad, but he also he didn't do as great as his first drive. Um, but I'm excited. I hope he beats Pittsburgh this weekend. That would be so awesome from a Ravens standpoint and just from an NFL fan standpoint. That would be awesome. So I'm a Geno Smith fan. But, like I said, not only was Russell Wilson injured Thursday night, come Sunday, um, Trey Lance, the rookie quarterback uh, for the Niners, he left early with a knee sprain. Um, he's week to week. Luckily, the 49ers have a bye this week, so hopefully he can like recover and then play the following week because I think Jimmy G is still on IR. Um, but Daniel Jones, he left early, quarterback for the Giants. He had a concussion. He got hit in the head pretty hard trying to score a touchdown uh, in the first half. And he, like, got up and, like, wobbled, and he could barely even walk. Uh, Saquon Barkley, the running back for the Giants, 
he left early with an ankle sprain. He looked like a freaking softball on the side, side of his ankle. It was so big. Uh, Kenny Galladay, the wide receiver, he left early with a knee injury. Um, they think it's hyperextended, so it's not too bad, but still. Uh, Joe Burrow, quarterback for the Bengals, he took a pretty big hit during that Bengals and Packers game. Um, he got up right away. He continued the game. He played He played a great game. But he, he went to the hospital afterward for a possible throat contusion. Uh, everything checked out. He's all good to go. Juju, the wide receiver for Pittsburgh, he is out for the season. He had season-ending shoulder surgery, which sucks. I mean, I, I have a bad shoulder from playing softball for my whole life. But, I mean, I just can't even imagine how much pain he's in. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he's on, he went on IR with an MCL sprain. So he's going to be out, out at least three weeks. He's the former first-round pick for the Kansas City Chiefs last year. Uh, Tyreek Hill, one of the best wide receivers in the game. He left early with a knee injury. Hopefully it's not too serious. It doesn't seem to be. But And Curtis Samuel, he left early with a groin injury. So I'm sure he's going to miss some, some games coming up. Um, Max Williams, he's the tight end for Arizona. He will be out for the entire year. Uh, he went on IR with a season-ending knee injury. So, I mean, so many injuries, uh, it's insane. That's the worst part of football. I, I said it before, I'll say it all the time. Just seeing all these players get bruised up and ending their seasons, it, it sucks. But not only was there an injury bug for week five, but I don't know. There was something else in the air, probably the wind or something. But the kickers for week five, this is the most like it's the worst. It's been the worst week for kickers in the Super Bowl era, like in ever in history. They have thirteen missed extra points and twelve missed field goals. It's so insane. I don't know if you guys watched that Bengals and Packers game. Uh, towards the end, there it seemed like nobody wanted to win. Mason Crosby. Missed a field goal to end the game with the win. So they go into overtime. Um, I think Packers Packers drive downfield and they start. Um, and Mason Crosby misses again. So Bengals go and they miss a field goal. And I think the Packers go again and miss a field goal. Or they, they score that time. I don't know. Either way, it was like. I'm pretty sure, like, in six drives, there were four missed field goals, all of which could have ended the game. Um, it was insane. And then Monday night, thank God, uh, Blankenship missed a field goal and an extra point, um, or else we wouldn't have went into overtime. So, But he has a bad hip. I know uh, the Colts are working. They worked out some kickers today just in case uh, his hips are worse than they expect. I'm just thankful that the Ravens have the greatest kicker of all time on our team, Justin Tucker. Amazing. I don't think I talked about it. The 66-yard field goal, the longest in NFL history. Man, that man deserves to be paid. He's going to go in the Hall of Fame. I'm serious. I was actually on the um, cruise watching that game, the Ravens at Detroit game. And I was in Playmakers, which is the sports bar on the Oasis of the Seas on Royal Caribbean, if you guys cruise. Um, 
which side note if you don't cruise definitely should it's one of my favorite ways to travel uh but anyways i was watching it i was with a bunch of ravens fans because they were all people i knew and we were like all standing up we were nervous as hell when justin tucker when they sent justin tucker on the field for 66 yards and once it hit the crossbar and went in, the place went fucking nuts. There were other fans in there of other teams watching their games. And we just, like, completely overshadowed, like, all of them. Because we were so loud and so excited. Oh, uh, it was so fun. I'm just so glad he made that kick. Yeah, anyways, that about um wraps it up for the... Week end of week five into week six NFL stories uh, for the week. Um, so I'll just go over. I didn't give you guys my picks last week, but I'm gonna tell you my record because I like fully had it like planned out because I was gonna record last week, but I just forgot. But anyways, um, I'll start from week three since that was the first. That was the week I was out. I was on the cruise week three. I went eight and eight. I'm not going to go through who I picked and whatnot. Uh, week four, I went ten and six. Um, again, I'm not going to go over who I picked. Week five, I'll go over who I picked just because I didn't tell you tell you guys before. But the Rams Seahawks game, I had the Rams win winning, and they did. Jets and Falcons, I had the Jets winning, but the Falcons won in London. Uh, Lions at Vikings, the Vikings won barely. Um, they won in a game-winning field goal with no cut seconds left on the clock. It was actually funny because the Lions lost 19-17 um, to the same way two weeks prior when the Ravens beat them. Um, Saints at the Washington football team. I had the Saints winning, and they did. Patriots at Texans. Patriots, again, barely won. Texans were winning for a while, um, but Patriots came back, and they won. Dolphins at Bucks. I had the Bucks winning, and they did. Packers at Bengals had the Packers winning and they did in OT. Um, Broncos at Steelers. I had the Broncos winning, but the Steelers won. And then Eagles at Panthers. I had the Eagles winning, which they did. Um, they they won it. I was surprised they won it because Panthers looked pretty good, but they did come back and win. Titans at Jags. I had the Titans winning and they did. Browns at Chargers. Chargers won. That was a really good game too. High scoring game, forty seven to forty two. Uh Bears Bears at Raiders. I had the Raiders winning, but the Bears won. Uh 49ers at Cardinals. I had the Cardinals winning. They're the only team left. Five and no undefeated team in the NFL. Um Giants at Cowboys. I had the Cowboys winning and they did. Bills at Chiefs. I had the Bills winning. Chiefs just aren't as good. It's not that they're not as good. They're, they're just defense is very sloppy, and it's not as good as it has been the last two years. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, the Bills at Chiefs. Yeah, I had the Bills winning and Bills won. And Colts at Ravens, uh, the electric game Monday night. I had the Ravens winning, and they did. Um, thank God. Uh, week six. We have the first week of teams on their bye. Their bye week. We have four teams. New York Jets, the Atlanta Falcons, San Francisco 49ers, and the New Orleans Saints all have their bye this week. So two less games than usual, but still we have a lot of great games this week, which should be interesting. Um, but yeah, to start off, the Bucks at Eagles. Buccaneers are traveling to Philly. I have the Buccaneers winning. Tom Brady just looks so good. Um, 
and I just don't think that the Eagles' defense is good enough to stop Tom Brady and his offense. Although I just did read um, Gronkowski is out for tomorrow night's game because they play on Thursday night. He's out. He's going to miss his third uh, week in a row. He had a really bad, like, he has, like, a variety of internal injuries. I know his ribs were really messed up, um, which has caused Tim to, to miss to miss the first week, and then it's, it's just it was just really bad. It was worse than they expected. So, um, Tom Brady's without a weapon, but as we all know, Tom Brady can find a weapon in anyone um, of his receivers and backup tight ends. So, I have the Buccaneers beating the Eagles this week, this Thursday night. Dolphins at Jags. Sorry, that was my dog. Dolphins at Jags. Um, they actually play in London uh, Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. So we have another Sunday packed with football from the time we wake up to the time we go to sleep. Uh, I have the Jaguars winning their first game. Oh, I didn't even talk about Urban Meyer. First off, this is... I'm just... Whatever. I was gonna... I was debating, like, right there if I should, like, put it in to the earlier episode, like, earlier on in the episode, but whatever. Urban Meyer, um, obviously, if you, as you all probably heard, he's just in, like, some hot water with, uh, Jacksonville, like, the whole front office and organization, players, all that, um, so I just think it's hilarious, um, I heard some other details about it, but it was from, like, a personal point, and I don't want to say anything, but I just think it's funny, uh, so, I think Urban Meyer, he's going to, and the Dolphins, I don't think too is going to play this weekend. I don't think he's going to make the trip out to London, which gives the Jags a little bit of advantage. Um, so, Jacoby Brissett, he may, he may start Sunday. But anyways, I think the Jaguars are going to win just because Urban Meyer is going to try and save his ass. Um, and plus, I, I just like the Jaguars in this Uh in this matchup, Jaguars is like kind of like the London is kind of like the Jaguars' home field, I guess you could say. They play over there all the time. Um, so yeah, I have the Jags winning this game. Uh, Chiefs at the Washington Football Team. I have the Chiefs winning. Washington's defense is better than the Chiefs, but I don't think it's good enough to stop Patrick Mahomes, especially if Tyree Kill plays and Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's just he's one of the top tight ends in the league. Um, so, I have the Chiefs winning this one. Uh, Rams at Giants. I have the Rams winning it. Daniel Jones should be back Sunday. He should be playing. Um, he's on pace. He's doing really good. Um, I know he had a concussion last week, but he should play this Sunday. And even if he doesn't play, the Rams are still winning it. So, <laughs> what did I say? Uh, Texans at Colts. Colts looked really good. I don't know if it's because our defense looked really bad Monday night. Colts looked very good on offense, and I just see them beating Houston, especially because they're back at Lucas Oil Field or Stadium. Um, so they're back in their their home field playing, and I just think the Colts will win. Bengals at Lions. I actually have the Lions winning this game. Uh, the Bengals did look good against the Packers, but the Lions are, I I think they have potential. They have two first-round picks in each of the next two drafts. So it's definitely like they're building from the ground up. 
But they have a great head coach, Dan Campbell. He's such a football guy. Um, after the post game last week, which they lost in the last like two seconds against the Vikings, he was very emotional in his post game interview. And as a player, you're coming so close to winning so many of these games these past couple of weeks. And not only do you want to win for yourself, you want to win for your head coach, especially if your head coach is that invested. Um, but I think the Lions have potential to become a great team if they have if they draft the right players and keep the right coaches. Um, I think over the next few years, I don't think they'll be a good team this year, and they're not going to be a good team next year. But they're definitely rebuilding something in Detroit, um, so that's exciting to see. Um, but moving on, Packers at the Bears. I have the Packers winning. Uh, a lot of people are actually pulling, calling for a Justin Fields upset to beat Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams' connection is just too good. And I don't think the Bears' defensive backs can cover Devontae Adams. Shit, hardly any backs in the league can cover Devontae Adams that well and contain him. Um, so I think the Bears are going to, or the Packers are going to travel to Chicago and it's a little rivalry game. Um, so I, I think they're going to end up beating Chicago this weekend. Uh, Chargers at the Ravens. See this one, this one's so tough. I, I want to say the Ravens win, right? I, and I have on my paper that the Ravens win and I don't, there's definitely a bias there, right? One, we're at home. We're at home for all of October and the first week of November. So we have three upcoming home games. and But the Chargers, I talked about it earlier, the Chargers offense is so electric. And Justin Herbert is such a good young quarterback. It's going to be a high-scoring game. It's definitely going to be a high-scoring game. Um... I just, I, this is such a tough one. I think I read that it's it's America's game of the week too. It's pretty cool. I I'll say this. If we do not let Justin Herbert and his offense, if we can contain him at least the first two drives, there's definitely, I I think we will win it. Um, but if Chargers win that coin toss. Or if they, if we if we win the coin toss, we're deferring, right? So Chargers get the ball first. Um, if Chargers are the first to take the field and drive downfield, and they eat up possession on the clock, and they score, it's I I can't see it being a good outcome for the Ravens. But I also didn't see it being a good outcome for the Ravens this past Monday night when we were down twenty two to three with a minute left in the third quarter. And Lamar Jackson did what, did what Lamar Jackson does and came back and won it. So it's going to be a really good game, and I'm excited to watch it. With that being said, I have the Ravens winning. Um, next game, Vikings at the Panthers. I have the Panthers winning. They they're coming. They're back at home. They're coming off a loss against the Eagles, and Vikings barely beat the Lions last week. Um, I have the Panthers winning. Cardinals at Browns this is going to be a really good game. Also, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Kyler Murray did just lose his t- 
tight end Max Williams um, to a season-ending injury. But he still has DeAndre Hopkins and Rondell Moore, who's a rookie wide receiver, who's been very good. So I think the Cardinals will continue their undefeated streak and go 6-0 and against the Browns. But I will say, if the Browns do win, I will not be surprised. Because the Cleveland offense, I mean, Baker's been pretty good. Except for one week, a couple weeks ago. He, didn't, he wasn't too good. But I think, um, like, the Browns are back at home. I think it's, they're going to put up a good fight. But I think the Cardinals will come out and get the win. Uh, Raiders at Broncos. This is a divisional game. AFC West divisional game. Uh, we talked about it earlier. John Gruden no longer there. If if the players can get the press and everyone out of their mind, fully focus on beating Denver this week in Denver at Mile High Stadium, or I guess it's like Sports Authority Field, right? I think it's actual, but it's like a Mile High uh, game. So if if the Raiders can cut out the outside noise, I think they'll win. Denver has a really good defense, though. So they're going to contain... Well, they have a really good rushing defense. So if Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake, they may not be as high scoring, but Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends. Hunter Renfro, he's a really good receiver. Um, I actually just picked him up in one of my fantasy leagues. Because him and Derek Carr have a really good connection. And then Denver is coming off a loss two weeks in a row. Like, they were 3-0 after week three. And then the Ravens came in and beat them. And they went to Pittsburgh last week. And Pittsburgh beat them. Um, They're back at home. So... Did I say Raiders are winning? I'm actually going to change it right now. Um, you can probably hear my keyboard. I- I'm taking the Broncos for this one. I think they're they're just going to come back and beat the Raiders with their new interim head coach, and they're back at home, and, and they're tired of losing. So I'll take I'll take Denver in this one. Uh, Cowboys at Patriots. Taking the Cowboys. Cowboys actually look pretty decent this year. Um and the Patriots do not. They barely beat the Texans last week. Uh, it's safe to say that Tom Brady made Bill, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna take the Cowboys to travel to Gillette Stadium and win in front of the Patriots home crowd. Uh, Seahawks at Steelers or <laughs> Seahawks at Steelers. Seahawks travel to Pittsburgh and they play the Pittsburgh Steelers um, for a Sunday night game. I said Geno Smith, uh, he's taking snaps under center. He's going to be their starting quarterback for the next couple weeks. I see the Steelers just beating them, sadly. Um, But I would not be mad if Geno Smith came out and put on a star performance and beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh on Sunday Night Football. That would be awesome. And then Monday Night Game... Bills at Titans. Titans just haven't looked as well as they have the last two years. And Josh Allen and that Buffalo offense is on fire. 
Uh, they're so electric. They're so fun to watch. And I have the Bills winning Monday night. And the Bills are obviously going to win the AFC East. I talked about that, I think, a couple episodes ago. Um, but yeah, the Bills just look so good. So yeah, that um that pretty much wraps up all my picks for this week. Who I think will win. Um, I'm actually about to I'm about to end the episode. I'm about to travel back to Ocean City. I got a long three hour drive coming up. It's actually not long. It's just I just don't feel like driving today. And and uh, I've been at my parents for a week, so I'm ready to go back to my house and just chill out. Um. But yeah, I'm excited to watch some college football this weekend, some NFL football Sunday, and hopefully the Alabama can get back in the win column. Hopefully the Ravens continue to win. It's going to be a really good game Sunday afternoon. Uh, but yeah, with that being said, I hope you all have an excellent week, weekend. I hope you always be kind. You never know what people are going through. I hope you guys stop fucking hating on Lamar Jackson because the guy is the GOAT, arguably. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, roll tight, guys. I'll talk to you guys next week.